Welcome back. It's episode number two of Life as a Bobcat. We have expanded our platforms, by the way, to make it easier for everyone to listen. We are now on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Apple Podcasts, Radio Public, and Podcasts, to name a few. Last week on the debut episode, we had a great conversation with former UC Merced women's volleyball standout Valeria Galvan, and this week we turned to another Central Valley native and talked to Ricky Rosas of UC Merced men's soccer. He couldn't be more passionate about the sport, making a name for the Central Valley, the family atmosphere that comes along with UC Merced, and what the future holds for both the team and himself individually. Also, stay tuned for the entire episode to hear about all the opportunities he has taken advantage of during his undergrad days as a Bobcat. He might even tell you where to go to lunch the next time you're in town, and what to do the next time you have an off day around here. Alright, enough of the preview, let's hear from the man himself. Here is the Honorable Mention All-American, Ricky Rosas, and the main reasons he chose to become a Bobcat. Uh, for me, I always had that aspiration of like continuing playing soccer post-graduation uh, in high school. So um, for me, it was just finding like the best fit. I actually hit up Coach Albert pretty late um, into the whole recruit- recruitment process to where I had to get a late application. And luckily, I was able to receive one. I turned it in and everything went good from there. Uh, the thing that kind of just like steered me towards UC Merced was just the fact that Coach Albert was such a welcoming presence in like the soccer community. Um, he was super nice. He was very um, he was very inviting, like I mentioned before. He was he would be the type of coach to be to hit you up and ask you how you're doing, how your classes, how are you currently, how's your family. So to me, like that little intimacy between coaches and players, like was something that I really like liked and appreciated from him because it does take time out of his day to reach out to me and like um, just be there and just care about what's going on in the young man's life, especially in a time like this, senior year, you're trying to figure out what you're trying to do um, in college. And yeah, I came from a visit, um, trained with the team spring semester. Marco Taraba had a big part to do with it as well. He's a, he's a Central High alumni as well as I am. And so he just he just steered me in the right direction. He mentioned all the good that UC Merced has done for him. He basically explained to me like the culture here and I went to one of the spring practices and I just fell in love with everything. Everyone was so close knit. Everyone was so friendly. Everyone seemed to care and have fun at practice. And that's really what um, drove me to UC Merced. And all of that stuff that you mentioned has led to a lot of success with you and Marco. Obviously, your freshman in 2017, going to the NAIA opening round for the first time in program history, and then you've gone back ever since. You've also been an All-American. You've been a Calpac Defensive Player of the Year. Go ahead and kind of discuss what it has taken for you and the sacrifice you have made to achieve all of your success. Um, I wouldn't want to use the word sacrifice because soccer is something that I do and I do it with the passion. I do it because I love it. I wake up every day just excited to just be able to touch the ball. Um, It doesn't take that much, honestly. Um, For me, I was always the type of person to, since growing up, I always took soccer 100% serious. Um, That's the way my dad brought us up. That's the way that me and my brothers have always looked at the game. Um, Just the fact that we were able to, my dad was able to, 
help us out with our journey with soccer. It has really meant a lot to me. Uh, I played ever since I could walk. My dad literally had us kicking a ball before we could even walk. So the love for the game just sprouted right there. Um, every weekend would be soccer games. As soon as I was as soon as I was eligible to play in like rec leagues, I started off at school. I believe River Bluff was my elementary. That's when I started playing. And then later, my dad made a, a youth team, a club named Sodros, and he had it all of our age, so under eights, under tens, under elevens, for all three of us to play, all under the same um, badge, all under the same people. And it was just cool, just the fact that. I literally play soccer year round. So I literally had no other choice but to either enjoy it or just neglect it or just like fall under the pressure like most people do. A lot of people like lose their love for the sport, but that hasn't happened to me yet. If anything, I've fallen more in love with the sport, especially seeing the progress I've made from all these years of just practice, film, just eating right, just working out, just doing everything right, doing everything that there is possible to be the best player possible. That's beautiful to hear playing with your brothers back when you were growing up and now playing with, I, I guess, not blood brothers, but brothers here. Uh, we, we like to talk about how UC Merced, the majority of the roster hails right here from the Central Valley uh, up and down the, the 99. Go ahead and talk about how that's been like and, and just knowing how cool it is that everybody is representing, you know, Merced and the Central Valley. That that stat right there is honestly my favorite stat. Um, I can I can care less about my assists per year. I can care less about my goals per year. But the fact that I'm able to represent the valley with the team that all hails from the 27 players, I believe, hailed from the the California 99. I think to me that's a super cool statistic. Something that I'm always going to be really prideful of, especially because uh, I've grown up in the valley. I'm from Fresno, California. I played for a club team in Merced, Merced Atlas, until I was maybe 16 then I moved on to another Central Valley team Chowchilla uh, Leon and just the fact that I'm able to just stay in the valley and represent a beautiful school which is UC Merced with a bunch of other valley kids is just super like I just love that just love that fact that I'm able to go out and be be in the valley with the valley I just think that's super cool especially like growing up I've always thought the valley was overlooked in the soccer scene um, there's a lot of good talent here that is just like never seen or never uh, put on a pedestal and just the fact that I was able to meet up with coach Albert and he saw he, we saw eye to eye with this whole valley thing just, just I don't know that just made me like super prideful about going to Houston Merced and it's something that I'm always gonna be happy that I was able to represent especially last year um, putting up a or winning two national national tournament games back to back with 11 on the field that are all from the valley putting up a fight against the number 17, I think, believe, Lindsey Wilson. I don't know if there were seven. You might need to check that. Don't call me on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but going going, going head-to-head, literally with everyone hailing from 99 was super cool. Um, Lindsey Wilson get all their players from around the world, even. They have internationals. Like, so just the fact that we're able to, like, play with something that is provided from us from the Valley is just super cool and super prideful to, or super something that you can really take pride in. Yeah, it was extremely great to hear Brian Brownfield, the broadcaster who commented you guys' game against Lindsey Wilson, talk about that throughout the game. And it's great that you mentioned that. I think it's wonderful that your favorite statistic is the 27 players from the Central Valley and not your 
statistics on the field, which are incredible, by the way, for our listeners who aren't aware. Ricky is seventh all time in starts with 53, and he's eighth all time with 15 assists in a program that has had a ton of success. And he's, he speaks about the national tournament games. Ricky, you were one of the PK shooters, I guess you can call it, in the win that advanced you guys to the NAI National Championship final site against Corbin. Mm. Now, that was up in Oregon, and I know it was cold. It was long. It was your second game in less than 24 hours. That penalty kick that, that you shot, how would you rank that in your career as far as key moments individually? Key moments individually? I mean, throughout that whole game, it was a team effort. It was a nitty-gritty game. We knew that going into that game that Corbin was going to be a very difficult team to score on because they're a very structured team. They were literally – their play style was very comparable to ours, a very um, – we're going to press very um, hard right away, get the ball, and just keep it. That's the way that we like to play as well. So we knew from the beginning that it was going to be a tough game. Um, I wouldn't – I don't know if I would, like, rank that as, like, you said – what would you say? Like, can you read everything? Yeah, where, where would you say that moment stands in your individual career? Maybe it was – obviously it doesn't count as a goal statistically, but maybe, you know, seeing that ball go into the back of the net meant more than some other, some other moments. Hmm. Yeah, I actually rank it pretty high, actually, just because it was, like I said, it was a team effort from the beginning. It was a grind. Um, I knew going into that game, or I knew once the, the overtime whistle blew, I knew that I wanted to be in that penalty shootout. I knew that I wanted to pick that ball up. I knew that I wanted to shoot a PK. And um, because I knew that um, I'm confident in myself that I can put my team forward. Um, PKs is a, is a mental game. So the fact that I was able to be that confident in a, such a big stage as that to go into the final 16 was just, is a privilege, honestly, because not many people, we, that was the first time we ever saw Sweet 16. So being a part of that is just super cool. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, it just felt scoring that PK, like it just, it felt more like, how would you say? excitement more than just relief or anything. I knew, like I said, like going into that PK shootout, I knew I was going to make that. You have to have that mindset when you're going to the PK shootout. Ricky, you've played in some games at UC Merced that I wasn't able to attend. Uh, obviously, I, I started a little bit later than you did. You started, obviously, August 2017. I came in in October of 2017. I haven't made all the road games and things like that. But I've seen quite a few big wins, such as beating Embry-Riddle in overtime, uh, opening up Bobcat Field with a big win over Westmont. whole lot of wins. I've obviously watched some of you guys' most notable wins in program history on the live stream. Um, at the NAI National opening round, things like that. But for you, what is your favorite win in your 60-plus games here? Despite all the success we've had in Nationals, I don't um, – I, I would say that my favorite game would for sure be my freshman year when we beat Marymount for the first time in program history. Just the fact that – just the fact that it was the first time ever beating this team – was super was just was something to, that anyone could be psyched about especially our team um i've heard so many stories about marymount always winning marymount blowing out Houston merced marymount this marymount that 
but once we really got to face up on the field, I think my freshman year was the closest team we ever had. And just getting that, securing that win against Marymount was something that just felt amazing, especially to see like the seniors, the juniors, the people that have been going their whole UC career trying to beat these guys and finally attaining that goal was something that was well-deserved on their part and just super cool to see. Super cool to see the, the, the happiness that was just – or it was just super cool to see how happy everyone was after that game. It really meant a lot to everyone. This game provided a different atmosphere for everyone. The pregame was different. Everyone was locked in. Everyone was focused. No one was joking around. Everyone was just 100% ready for this game. And just the fact that we were able to walk out of there with the dub in their field – meant the world, especially seeing the seniors just being so happy after after trying to be Marymount for so long. Yeah, and you mentioned that senior. It's beautiful to see that David Esparza was one of the two that scored a goal in that game alongside Artemio Contreras, and then the back line obviously was incredible. You guys notched that 2-0 shutout with Brennan Canfield, among many other upperclassmen that were on the back line in that in that game. Speaking of backline, obviously yourself as an outside back, you've played with a lot of outside backs in your career. And um, this past year, you had a few freshmen, uh, Christian Guyona, among a couple others. And you'll have youth, obviously, throughout your career. You know, the, the youth that you do have on your backline, Marco Sobervia, a year behind you as well, and Bryson Miller mm-hmm. between the post. The backline and, and your whole defense, you know, go ahead and, and – Talk to me about the upside of all those individuals and how much fun you have playing alongside them. Well, just the fact that the longer I've been at Houston Merced, the smarter the players have gotten. Um, my freshman year was probably our hardest working back line. Probably soup. Like you had Brennan, people like Savvy, Migs on the right. No one was getting through that. But now playing with these youngsters, Prado, Guyona, Ivan Leon, just having all of them accessible is super cool because it provides a different aspect to the game. We're able to keep the ball more. We're able to find players in dangerous areas, things that we maybe didn't focus as much my freshman year and now are able to do because of these players. And this gives me way more liberty when it goes to going up and attacking, attacking the opponent's goal. So just having them is a blessing for sure. I've had a, I had lots of fun playing with with them, of course. Prado being my left side center back, I played with him two years now. And I've been enjoying it. He's been a great player, a great asset to the team. And I'm really and we're really happy to have him. Always one of the top teams in shutouts in the NAIA a couple of years ago with seven and this past year with six. Always a nightmare for opposing defenses. Yeah, defense is something everyone should take some pride in. I mean, we can score three goals, but if we let in a goal, we're going to be – we're gonna after the match, we're just going to be like, all right, what, what went wrong? Why were they able to score that? How are we going to fix it for next game? How can we prevent that? That's something that Coach Albert really pushes in our program, just taking some pride in your defense. And I think it's been going good so far. I think that UC Merced has really um, – I would just say adapted to this to his um tactics in that aspect. Very high pressing team. We want the ball. So the faster we can defend, the faster we get the ball, the faster we can attack, 
and that leads to goals. Here with Ricky Rosas on the Life as a Bobcat podcast. One of 13 Bobcats all time with at least two multi-goal games. And Ricky, coming up in a few months, the start of the season, one that's going to be a unique one. Obviously, you know it's a season that is usually played in the fall, but will now be played in the spring. With all this time off, what's been kind of the mindset and what are you doing differently going into this pandemic season? Um, just the fact that I'm trying to have my best season. My, my last season's coming up. I'm currently fourth year, so I'm trying to have the best season possible. I'm trying to go out on it with a bang. And I have never taken this seriously. Like, I'm never taking a preseason this seriously in my life. Um, that goes from training to sleeping to eating right. My brother recently put us on this. Um, my brother, my middle brother, his name's Robbie, he recently put us he didn't put us, but he decided that he was going to do a cal caloric deficit. So it's basically like a diet, quote unquote, but I wouldn't say it's a diet. So that's uh, my brother used to weigh about 190 pounds. He dropped down to 170. So then I saw the results and I was like, I instantly just wanted to be on it. And it's, and as soon as I was on it, it's crazy how much you realize that it's not all about training. It's not all about sleeping. It's, a, it's about their diet too. I've never felt better in my life. Than, than I have once I picked up this uh, caloric deficit. I started eating right, putting the right things in my body. Every now and then I'll have a cheat day, you know, like eat some like desserts and pizza and stuff. But other than that, I've been pretty like stuck on this and I'm happy that I have because I am physical. I, my physical state is actually the best it has ever been. So I was super excited for this upcoming fall, but sadly it didn't happen and that's fine. We, we move on. We're looking forward to it in January and I'm going to stay on my grind, stay on this uh, little quote-unquote diet, and just be as well-prepared as possible. Ricky returns for a senior year in the spring that is also joined by his fellow senior class, an incredible class. Other names, Juan Flores, Ivan Ceballos, Brian Barrera, Hugo Soto, Renan Chirino, Miguel Palomar, among others. So it's going to be an exciting year. 2021, the UC Merced men's soccer will be here. Cal Pack Slate, NAIA National Championship aspirations, whole lot of other things. Now that we talked about some soccer, let's go ahead and move into some off-the-field stuff. As busy as you are, we like to get to know you a little bit more outside of the game of soccer. I know you're very busy in the community and at UC Merced. So first, let's just go ahead and talk about you know, the past three years, you've gotten involved in a lot of stuff, whether it's been an assistant athletic trainer, whether it's been um, in the fraternity with AK Psy. How would you say your campus involvement has really sparked and made your UC Merced career that much better? There's so much this campus has to offer. And if an athlete's going to go into this campus thinking, oh, I'm good with just the sport I'm involved in, you shouldn't go into the school with that mindset, especially with everything that there's offered. There's business fraternities, there's for like regular fraternities, sororities, there's so much way to interconnect with your campus, get to know other like regions and the campus, like um, get involved with other students. And that's like, that's the mindset I had. It took me a while to kind of like think this way, maybe like my sophomore year, second semester was when I was like, okay, now it's time for me to get involved. Let me see what I can do. Um, I had um, teammates in the past that were part of Alpha Kappa Psi and they kind of gave me the little rundown of it and I was just like okay this is something that can really benefit me um, in my life not just um, something that could benefit in my life and something I can use um, for years to come. Um, 
and it's cool because like people in this fraternity are kind of like they have like this fixed mindset oh like i want a career goal i want this i want that it's kind of like a, your soccer team but they're competing for their career you know they're competing for things that they want in their future so it's kind of cool being around those people because then that pushes you and as soon as i got into aksi i fall into other things like I'm now part of um, ASUCM. I'm director of UC Merced, UC Merced Sports Interconnectivity. I recently just got that Friday, I believe, the email. Congratulations. So I'm just, yes, I'm just a part of ASUCM. I'm part of the Student Athletic Advisory Committee, um, as well as, I think that's it. So Student Athletic Advisory Committee, Alpha Kappa Psi, ASUCM, UC Merced Men's Soccer Team, and yeah, and and I and I run my own business on the side as well. Um, RR Carpet Cleaning—that's something that me and my family started, and it's something I've been very taking very seriously, especially since it's my fourth year post grad. I'm trying to have something like running by the time I graduate, something that I can kind of just like look at and just do whatever I want. As like um, this thing is as this thing will get as big as I want it to be. So yeah, just staying busy off 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 um off the field is something that really kept me humble and it's something that really made me realize how much more I appreciate the sport of soccer because it's soccer is something that is my getaway from all this stuff you know um a lot of people don't like to think about post-grad but I think it's something that you shouldn't take consideration especially since time doesn't stop for anyone so might as well just um might as well just um, control it as much as you can and yeah, that's about it. Just stay as busy as possible. Get better. Just make yourself better with every day. Take advantage of all the time that you have. And that's the way I think. A management and business economics major with an incredible resume. He told you everything that is on it himself. Looking forward to everything that Ricky does in the future and obviously on the field and both off the field. Now, here in Merced, obviously, when everyone's on campus, you know, 9,000, soon to be 10,000, whenever that time comes, whether it be next fall or whether it be next spring or whenever it may be. But when everyone's back on campus, just the campus atmosphere is, is incredible here at UC Merced. So fast forward, let's just say next August, you're back on campus with all of your other students, nine plus thousand of them all. You're walking up and down Scholars Lane, seeing all the clubs and organizations out there on Scholars Lane, seeing everyone having a good time. How do you feel? I'm feeling great at this point. Seeing the familiar faces that I left before the whole quarantine, it's obviously something that'll make me super happy. Just seeing a bunch of, just seeing a bunch of students going back to their regular lives, um, enjoying the new campus for what it is. It's a beautiful campus. Just walking up that hill is just a privilege in itself um it'll just be it'll be super cool i can't even picture it anymore it's been so long since i've been in school with the regular atmosphere that i'm just like i'm i can't even picture it anymore that's how that's how long it's been but for sure if that once that happens it's just going to be relief excitement and happiness just seeing the familiar faces like i said before that before quarantine happened and yeah. 
And with that comes along a whole lot of other things, such as, you know, going back to your favorite local hangout spots, going out to eat, you know, maybe taking some day trips here and there. What do you recommend for people that come and visit Merced or some incoming recruits? Where do you recommend and what is your, one of your favorite uh, local food spots here in Merced? Um, there's pretty good food spots. I, I believe that H&W is probably like top three. If you want a good, like well-priced burger, that's just going to satisfy like that appetite for sure. Go to H&W hundred percent, 10 out of 10 would recommend. And if you were, and if, and if you guys were ever come to Merced, I think that you should just take full advantage of how close everything is. For example, Yosemite is super close within two hours away from you, from Merced. You see, uh, Yosemite is a well-known park all around the world. I've been there a couple of times already and I've met so many people around the world from Sweden to Spain to even like England or something, something like that. I met a couple of people from overseas. So that's pretty cool to see that um, people around the world are coming to see something that's literally in our backyard. So I would really recommend that you take full advantage of that. It's not a bad drive. Trust me. I made it plenty of times. Go with some friends, go with some um go with some friends just have a good time just see what yosemite has to offer that's wonderful couple of fun questions now that relate to anything from pop culture to sports to music to education to anything um a couple of weeks ago there was all that messy talk <laughs> <laughs> i know you're a big soccer fan and watch it all the time were you happy with the end results or where did you want him to play? And what do you, what do you think is going to happen next for the star? Personally? No, I wasn't really happy with the result. He ended up staying in Barca for those of you who don't know. Um, I think, I think the club really messed up by not letting him go, especially since his years are ticking. He's not as young as he used to be. He's not as good as he could potentially be right now. So the fact that Barca didn't let him go is kind of annoying to me especially since Messi has done so much for that club. Since he was young, he literally played since on their academy team all the way up. He made it all the way up to their first team. And since then, Messi holds multiple records for that club. And I think that him wanting to leave is not a bad thing because he is currently the best player on the planet and on a team that's not going to win you trophies, not going to win you titles. Um, you're kind of wasting away. You're not leaving your legacy. Um, personally, I would love to see him in Man City, get that Pep, Guardiola, and Messi connection back. I feel like that would be super cool, super interesting to watch. Playing alongside his, one of his best friends, Aguero, playing alongside Sterling. I think that would just be a lethal combo. Moving over to the pop culture side, any movies, TV series, albums, anything like that that you've really enjoyed over the past uh, few weeks or even months? The thing about the thing with me is a TV series or a movie is a lot of commitment for me personally. I'm more of a YouTube guy, but uh, I really got stuck on money heist. I think that's a super cool show. Super interesting. It's always keeps you on your toes. It's never something it's never, you never, you're never safe in that show. There's always something that there's always something wrong and there's always, um, there's always something wrong and it just keeps you on your toes. It keeps it lively. So I really enjoyed that show. Favorite class so far in this virtual world? Favorite class in this virtual world? 
Well, I'm taking pure econ classes. I'm a management major. So as of right now, I'm taking one called Economics of Sports, Econ 149. A lot of athletes are probably familiar with that. They have probably taken it. Multi uh, a lot of them have probably taken this course. It's with Mr. Lee. Uh, I think he's a great professor. Um, he teaches very well. He really helps you engage in the lectures and what's going on with the course. And it's just cool learning about it's just cool digging deeper into the whole sports world. It's not just about the players. It's not just about like whether they're healthy or not. It's more or less more about money aspects, like how much, like um, how much a team makes when they hold a home game versus when they go to an away game, or when are tickets more more expensive when Dodgers play Giants or when they play like some low Oakland A's like obviously is going to be with the Giants. So yeah, just looking, just learning more things about sports is honestly something that's been really cool for me and interesting. I've been really able to stay engaged and I'm loving it so far. Good. That is fantastic to hear. It's a whole lot of things that that you didn't think about, you know, freshman year, senior year, high school, freshman year of college of what you know, you would actually learn as the years go by. It's, you know, some a people think ago. a long time ago. Yeah. Now, see, now you're learning about a whole <laughs> lot of, a lot of neat stuff that obviously, I think it's obviously because I like sports. Um, but so other people might be, you know, in thinking something else is cool. Yeah. But, no, I would have never <laughs> thought that I would take a sports class in college. <laughs> right. <laughs> Next time I'm in Fresno, where should I go out to get a bite to eat? Next time you're in Fresno. If you haven't hit it up already, it's pretty popular within the Valley. Um, I would really recommend going to the doghouse and ordering a tri-tip sandwiches. That's their signature sandwich. You can never go wrong with that. Maybe a side of fries and a Coke on the side. I think that's probably the best meal you're probably going to get in Fresno for someone that's not from here. Top five restaurants I've ever been to or top five restaurants in, in Fresno for sure. Good. I'll have to try that out. I think last time I was in Fresno – for it was for a concert and we went to chicken shack i believe it was called it was in downtown by the uh, yeah, yeah, Aztec yeah. theater chicken shack that that was uh that, that was very good so i'm excited to learn about a new fancy wow place. honestly i would i would i would recommend that one too i love that yeah. place <laughs> love that place yeah chicken uh that's what it's called right chicken shack yeah chicken shack chicken shack perfect i got confused with shake shack for a minute uh, uh no we definitely spot. don't have a shake shack over here <laughs> cool well we're running out of time uh, on this podcast with ricky rosas a honorable mention all-american a Capat defensive player of the year a whole lot of other things more importantly a fantastic person and a fantastic teammate who else would you like to hear on the life in a life of a bobcat podcast Ooh, that's a tough one. There's a lot of options. <laughs> there for is. Sure. <laughs> for sure, we'll go with one of my teammates. Awesome from Fresno, obviously. Uh, Juan Flores, I would just love to hear, like, his insights on like, the questions that you asked me. See, get, get to pick his brain about the things that really made him want to come to Houston Merced, his favorite moment, stuff like that. I think that would be really cool to listen to. Awesome. Well, Juan Flores – you might be getting a call from Andrew Mitchell sometime soon and letting <laughs> the world hear your story. Well, Ricky, we really appreciate your time, taking this time out of your day to join me for this 45 minutes or so and having a great conversation. I'm sure a lot of the Bobcat fans, alumni, students, staff, 
parents, everybody who tunes in will enjoy what you had to say. Thank you very much for having me, Andrew. That was Ricky Rosas, a senior outside back on the UC Merced men's soccer team. Pretty soon, less than two weeks actually, it's on the Tuesday of Thanksgiving week, the NAIA men's soccer coaches top 25 poll will be released. And you better believe UC Merced will be up there with the best of the best heading into the 2021 campaign. Looking to secure another CalPAC regular season championship and earn a bid to the national tournament. The Bobcats are set to open up their season towards the end of February. If you enjoyed listening to Ricky Rosas today on Life as a Bobcat, make sure you follow, subscribe, and all that good stuff so you never miss another episode. With that being said, thanks for listening, and we will talk to you next week. Alongside Ricky Rosas, I'm Andrew Mitchell, signing off.